Here comes episode number 38 of the Don't Start a Band Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Evo Kendama slash Dama on Clothing. I'm pretty sure they're basically the same company, or at least they're run by the same people. But let's break it down. Evo Kendamas is an excellent quality Kendama manufacturer. If you don't know what a Kendama is, you can fucking Google it, man. Or you can YouTube it, or uh, you can check it out on Instagram. Anyway, Evo Kendamas, excellent quality Kendama company. And uh, they're also super affordable. They have their V1 model that starts out at $9.99. Wow, that was just uh, almost a total brain fart, but I saved it. V1 model starts out at $9.99. Super, super fine, smooth, maple, full setup. Also with a silk paint on the ball, a.k.a. the Tama. And their partner company, or connected company, Dama on Clothing is a clothing apparel brand that is focused around the game of kendama um they have shirts backpacks all kinds of stuff uh and really you don't even have to be a kendama player to wear their stuff because they collaborate with some really great artists to make the pieces that are on their shirts and everything and uh if you set aside the whole kendama aspect uh, they just look cool as shit. So, uh, you know, you can check out the Kendamas. You can check out the clothing at damaonclothing.com. You can check them out on Instagram at evokendamas at damaonclothing. Uh, they're rad. This episode is also brought to you by Yo Yo Loco. They are a skill toy store located on Main Street in Breckenridge, Colorado. See, I said it like all the people who uh, write it out on Facebook and stuff, how they do Colo and then RAD is all capital, you know? Anyway, Yo-Yo Loco, Main Street, Breckenridge, Colorado. And guess what they sell there? Yo-Yos, as well as Kendamas and other skill toys. Actually, all kinds of skill toys. Um, as well as like figurines. And, uh, I think the last time I was in there, they had the moon sand that like doesn't stick to your hands and stuff. Uh, yeah, just a ton of cool stuff, skill toys, moon sand, all that in a cool little shop on main street in Breckenridge, Colorado, or you can visit them online at yoyoloco.com. Today, my guest is Suitable Miss. They are a pop punk, pop rock, alternative rock band from Denver, Colorado. And you might have heard their name before because the Backseaters, my band, in case you didn't know that, I'm sure you did, but my band has played with their band three out of the four shows that they've played. They're relatively new, but they are extremely talented, and they make some new music. 
And they actually just came out with their first EP titled Don't Look Back. And I suggest you, uh, you know what, first off, I'm going to say buy it on iTunes. Just trust me, buy it on iTunes. I'm throwing it out there. The best money you'll ever spend. Or, you know, if you want to do the streaming route, you don't want to commit, you can check it out on Spotify. Uh, but yeah, Suitable Miss, they're rad, uh, and I'm super stoked to have a conversation with them. So, without further ado, don't start a band until you've listened to episode number 38 with Suitable Miss. Hear the music? Suitable miss. What's up? What's up? Hello. Hi, Jake. Hello. Nice and, to see you again. Uh, guy I've never met before. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. <sighs> this is episode number 38, and I am stoked to have you guys here with me. Yeah, uh, nice to be here. Let's go down the line and say your name and uh, how you got it into music. Little backstory. Me first? I don't know. No, it has to start on the end. It can't start in the middle. Then it'll be okay, right, If it starts in the middle, we'll have to have this whole conversation <laughs> All right, again. Okay. Uh, Tom, and I got into music because I was scared of thunderstorms, so my parents gave me pots and pans, and I hit them and became a drummer. Is that true? Yes. Uh, oh my god, that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> was it like a fuck you thunderstorm, or was it more like a uh, No, it was like if I concentrated hard you. enough, I didn't care that there was like a tornado. Which there was oh. So, yeah. Then. And then that was history. I was 10 years old, so it's been 21 years. 31? <laughs> <laughs> Holy That's shit! What everyone said. <laughs> the brain was cranking. I God. thought we were like the same age. No, sir. No, he just ages like a Greek god. <laughs> or something. Dude, yeah. it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there wasn't like... Like, you just started hitting stuff, and then uh, yeah. your parents got you drums? Yeah, they, they were like, okay, he's going to be a percussionist, but you weren't allowed to be a percussionist unless you had piano lessons. So okay. they had the foresight to get me in piano first, <laughs> so I did that for three years, then percussion, and then six more years of piano, and then drum corps into performing with orchestras and jazz bands, and then rock bands. Okay. Yeah. So, so it was more of a traditional very traditional setting. Yes. There wasn't like a were there any bands that you were like trying to learn their songs or was it just kind um, of like the entire discography of Blink One Eighty Two. Um Dude, I was in nice. I've been in three Blink One Eighty Two cover bands. <laughs> I wasn't in any of those, yeah. but I definitely learned a lot of Blink. Yeah. Um, I think Adam's song was the first song I learned on drums from mm-hmm. Blink. Just because I wanted to do the whole... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anthem Part 2 is still my favorite just because it had lots of... Yeah. yeah. Travis Barker's a beast. And yes. he's even better now that he's 44 as opposed to like when he was in his <laughs> 20s. Yeah. Think about how good he'll be at 44. I know. <laughs> well, only he's not... Only two years away. He's only two years away. 
As far as we know, he's not super hooked on drugs right now and then going to get sober later in life after a plane crash, so... Um, I think yeah. he's fine, yeah. There's still time. Yeah, but I can't oh. write a book then. If I don't do drugs, you can't write a book. That's so true. It's like a prerequisite. But you've never smoked weed before. You're right. It's going to be as easy as his bio on this. Marching band, jazz band, suitable mix. <laughs> Here I am. Guess how <laughs> old it. I am. Nope, not 20. <laughs> Alrighty. Getting carded everywhere again. All Next. Right. Uh, I'm Kelsey, and uh, Sarah and I are cousins, so we pretty much... Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did not know, know that. that. Until we tell them. I thought this oh, was just like... Oh, you don't look like... alike. We know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we understand <laughs> that <you>. part. <laughs> I'm kind of... I'm not going to say that. I don't look like my cousin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. not a trend. That's yeah. not a thing. So that's I guess yeah. I just thought it was like a, you know. Anyway, that's a cool backstory. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's all right, all. that's it. So what you're saying is you're a family band. Actually, yeah, we I mean, did some family sure. stuff. I know um, you're not related. <laughs> I'm not. I wasn't well, even born in this country. So. I was speaking <laughs> to Andrew, who was born in Pusan, South Korea. I'm amazed you remember that actually. <laughs> Considering how many times everybody else said it the last podcast I was on. Busan. Busan. Anyway, sorry. I'm done no interrupting for the next five minutes. No, it's not important anyway. Um, no, um, so we actually started a band a long time ago called Centennial Chicks. And we would like, <laughs> make it's the terrible. weirdest songs known to man. Yeah. They're super cheesy. We were like Like seven. Hannah Montana type stuff. You're yeah. the centennial Yeah, chick? exactly. Oh, like, yeah, shit, Jay. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh. We've okay. had a lot of bands. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a long time coming. Now. We did. We were. Seven? We did. Did yeah, we were, were like seven. That was a long time ago. Yeah. What yeah. were you guys doing back then? Were you still singing? Or what was the... Uh, okay. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So we had that. That was kind of a joke. But then we tried out for X Factor and we made it like seven rounds or something. And then we got the boot. And then they basically told us, they were like, you're too young. Like we were 13, so... Were you on TV? Well, we we got they it have... to the round before TV. Yeah, so like they, they have, have a bunch several before. several different rounds oh. before televised. Yeah, Fuck but, the X Factor. Yeah, it's not even real anymore. Relevant. Unless, you know, their hosts want to... Who hosts that show? Anybody important? I, obviously not, if I can't remember. It was right. Simon Cowell was a judge, and Demi was, Lovato. Demi um, Lovato judged that? Yeah. Yeah, and we saw Simon Cowell. You we talked to him. You are all welcome to come on the podcast. <laughs> Demi. You Simon. Come join. Anyway, sorry. Um, 13, X Factor. Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I. And what were you playing? Sorry, my listening skills kind of suck sometimes. Were you um, both singing or? We we would both sing, and okay. then I would do the occasional guitar. Um, okay. Yeah, I just know the basics for that. Um, but I didn't really start bass until I got my bass in like February of this year. Oh um, Yeah, so I'm still learning that a bit. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. it? Uh, I mean, I can kind of follow on bass to, like, guitar parts that I write, but I'm not right. super comfortable with it. Does it translate well for you, or are you, like, starting at the beginning and actually learning bass, not just guitar transposed to bass? A little bit of both, because I, I know, like, basic chords on, like, a g guitar, but 
for bass, I, I do need to learn how to like switch over from which chord goes where on a bass guitar. Okay. And yeah, so I'm still in the process of learning all that still. Well, and you guys, do you play in drop D? Like three different tunings, actually. Yeah. Okay, so you're not going to learn with these songs. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, okay. it does help, for sure. But. Once I go out of the whole uh, E standard thing, I... Well, okay, so... It's anyone's she, guess. She actually plays all the parts in E standard. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Well, I guess it works out then. It does. <laughs> I mean, we're going to eventually transition into having her follow, um, you know, to the drop tunings, but for now, I mean, we found it's just, it's easy and it works, and it's... Mm-hmm. See, what I do is even if I, like, have the capo on the third fret, if I'm playing what looks like a G chord, I still call it the G and uh, Colton now knows what I mean by that, but at first he had no idea. He was like, that's definitely not a G. No, whenever, I've gotten into habit now, whenever I write parts, I just like play with the basses, and then I just ship it off to her. All right. And I'm like, here, learn this just in case we decide to use it. <laughs> so, uh, what got you into doing the whole music thing? Camp Rock? Was it Probably. Hannah Montana? Probably, that's influence I actually for sure. didn't know what Camp Rock <laughs> was until uh disney channel disney plus yeah oh, yeah. Four days ago. yeah yeah so For sure this podcast is brought to you by disney plus they give Please us millions of us. dollars <laughs> give us your money all right uh, well i don't even remember what we're guitar you got a bass in february oh, and yeah. now we're here yeah, I mean, my, my family, they're all pretty musically talented, so just, like, growing up with them, like, you learn a lot throughout the, throughout okay. the years, and, yeah. Nice. Do they you play know. instruments, or? Yeah, I mean, my brother, he can pick up anything and play it two seconds later. He's, damn. He's, he's insane. He's and, and he's yeah, he's great. Connor is really, really yeah. crazy. He's one For of sure. those assholes. Yeah, they can just, like, Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Picks all up right. a banjo, all right, good. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, what's his name, Connor? Yeah. If you're watching this, you're not really an asshole. I'm just jealous. <laughs> I can admit it. I can admit it. It's all out of jealousy. Uh, Sarah? Uh, mine is pretty much the same thing. Like We grew up with a musical family, and we did a lot of church shows and stuff like that, and I was involved in my school. Um, I just wrote a lot of songs, and like that's kind of how I do it now, is I know a little bit of guitar. I know a few chords. And I'll make some, like, melodies out of those, and then I'll hand it off to these guys, and they make it even better than I could have imagined. So that's just kind of our process is I'll have kind of a melody of a song and the lyrics and how it goes, and then they jazz it up, and it just seems to work well, and that's how we did the whole EP, so. Nice. Yeah. Are you uh, one of those constantly writing lyrics or only when you have to yeah so i bought extra storage on my phone because i constantly like record memos of like ideas of songs and stuff like that so we'll never run out of material because tom's a songwriter kelsey writes songs andrew has plenty so we just kind of introduce them to each other and kind of pick and choose which one sounds most like us and kind of go from there so nice works well that's a pretty seamless process yeah it is painless (laughs) and uh Andrew, this is your first time on the podcast, so uh, yeah. tell everybody about yourself. Uh, all right, long story short, my I'm dad turn the live played so I can guitar. See myself. Um, he was into a lot of punk rock, and he taught me guitar when I was like oh, nine geez. or ten, I think. It was the guitar was the first instrument I picked up, um, and then I bought a drum kit shortly after, and I learned sort of both simultaneously, and 
just kept playing. I didn't really take any lessons or anything, and now we're here. You never took lessons for either instrument? I took, I took the only drum lessons I've taken are those, like, <coughs> master classes that you can buy from, like, drummers in the scene. Like, I learned from, like, Josh Manuel from Issues. Okay. But, like, I have never taken, like, a regular drum lesson and, like, never Damn. taken a regular guitar lesson ever. So I should probably do that because, like, it's come to my attention writing in the last few months. That, like, I'm actually not that good at guitar, so, like... I mean, I didn't learn to play for the longest time and still, like, when I write songs, I don't write... Uh, you know, thinking about what I learned because I took a couple guitar lessons, but it was mostly because I wanted to get better at like picking and noodling because I had bad technique. So, uh, yeah, that's basically what I used it for. I don't really use it for chords. Yeah, so. I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm like missing a lot of parts that I would like to implement. You know what I mean? Like, there's, the, definitely... there's certain vibes and shit that you're like, <laughs> I want to do that, but I don't know like, exactly how. And there's vibes with this band that I'm just not quite, like, 100% sure on. And so that's, you know, it, that's what I'm saying. It's come to my attention that, like, I think I need to do a little improvement to get this to where I want it to be. I can definitely speak on drums as far as, I mean, watching David, our drummer, who's never had a bunch of drum lessons. He's had, like, one or two, I think. Sorry, David, I don't remember. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's had, like, a couple as opposed to, like, I took drum lessons for five years and it there's definitely like a comfortability factor plus like you already play to a click so you'd be good with that but it just kind of uh builds confidence and your ability yeah exactly so. and so that's the same thing with guitar like i want to build confidence and like you know implementing you know more complex I mean, scales you look and pretty and fucking stuff. confident yeah, <laughs> I've stayed well within my comfort zone. It's time to branch out a little bit. Well, here, here. Fun fact: He was originally our drummer, and then we yeah, actually, yeah, yeah no, we auditioned. About that shit. We auditioned a bunch of different guitarists, and I just thought they were all douchebags. I didn't like them. They were just kind of iffy. And then so we were like, okay, we'll put him as the uh, guitarist, and we started auditioning drummers. The first couple were jerks too, and then we found Tom, and it just vibed. So. Just to clarify, good. I never auditioned for guitar. So, if you're wondering if I'm a douchebag, not right now. No. no. I don't think. Uh, so, where did the band name come from? We knew we were going to Yeah, we did. I have right. no idea still. Yeah, I have no idea. So, our original name was we're Kinetic Strain. We're history on the Don't Start a Band podcast. Oh, God. Behind Suitable Miss. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we were named Kinetic Strain for a little bit there, and we had a couple practices named Kinetic Strain until we realized it sounds like a type of weed or something, and it sounds very not. It like sounds like us. something that I would go buy the dispensary. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with weed. We're just no, saying no, that's not like what we're trying to like. We're not push like a here. stoner jam band. Like Kinetic Strain would be kind of a dope stoner jam yeah. band. Yeah, yeah so like, we're not a stoner. The jam name's band. up for grabs. <laughs> there you go. You can have it. Um, Royalties. But then we, Yo, we didn't like that. Yeah. Okay, so basically what happened, me and Kelsey are roommates. We live together, and we were just, like, throwing out names, trying to figure it out. So we got, like, a random uh, word generator, like an uh, adjective and a verb or something like that. And we were just yelling it across the hallway at each other. And I said, suitable, and she said, missed. And we were like... Ah, yeah, that's what? cool. And we sent it to the boys, and they liked it. So yeah, I was like, "That's badass." All right, let's random name generators. It fits us much, much better. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is cool as fuck. I'm surprised that it came from a 
name generator. I yeah. am too, and like I would suggest like make up something really. That's what, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. But the yeah. mist thing kind of fits because me and Kelsey like we were at a what was that band we were singing at the Lost Sheep? Oh whale. Oh whale. So we were singing Oh whale and Thousand Miles of Fire and a couple other bands at the Lost Sheep. And we were, were you in the black sheep? Black sheep, back yeah, black sheep, whatever. Oh, in Colorado yeah. Springs. Yeah. And uh Silly we, Corey. We just decided we wanted to like start a band. I was like, hey, like there's a lack of women in the music scene and a lack of pop music. There's not a lot of bands in the music scene anymore. So we were like, You wanna do it? Yeah. And then we found Andrew and we found Tom and it just kinda all came together. So Hell yeah. yeah. I mean that's to my ignorance, I thought it had something to do with so the miss thing, yeah, that's yeah. where yeah. I was going with that. The miss thing, a lot of people, like, I don't, we didn't even discuss what the miss meant. Like, you miss a shot, or if it means, like, miss, See, because like, I, I always thought it was oh, like, okay. oh, it's fitting that I missed that. You know what I mean? That sounds, sounds pop punk, but at like the same time. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, miss, yeah. like, girls, yeah, so... We never discussed it, so it's just, interpret it, it's as a, you will. Yeah, exactly. It's up to your discretion. It's it's a name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems okay. to me like a parody on like the old timey way that you would say like find yourself a suitable miss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, really old fashioned, and then we just like take it in stride, which is creepy. So. Yeah. Yeah, because like if we're going by those standards, neither of you two would be a suitable miss because you play in no. a fucking rock band. Mm-hmm. We are not suitable <laughs> at all. No, but our band kicks ass, so it's okay. I thought I knew what suitable meant, but what is suitable? Like fitting? Appropriate? Yeah. Yeah. Suitable. Like, suitable. It's suitable. <laughs> fitting for it a rock you. band. Oh, no, yeah, I meant by, like, the, I don't know, when, the, when was that phrase popular? Like, the 1800s or yeah, some bullshit, way, you know what I mean? No, it, uh, by 1800 standards, these two are not suitable. I this yeah, is all. They'd be burned the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it means, suitable means, oh, no. right or appropriate for a particular person, purpose, or oh, situation. Oh, like, it suits you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, like say, I would say, no, these two are suitable misses for this band for sure, but in the 1800s, I would love to live in the 1800s. I can live with I would not. I would not think Dude, you'd get a disease and die a day later. Plague. Plague. I would just want to be. I don't want to live in over there. I'd want to be a cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) Live your childhood dreams. I don't know if that was my childhood oh. dream. To ride on it's the back just... of a horse and kill a bunch of Native Americans? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd be an outlaw. I'd kill white people. Oh. All right. You'd be like the Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd just, I wouldn't kill anybody. I'd just rob banks. All right. Like Jesse James. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it Jesse? I'm pretty sure it's Jesse James was uh, the reason he like started robbing banks. Do you know why? Because of the Confederacy and where he, I forget what state he lived in, but it was like in the South. And so he was around like a lot of the like Confederate soldiers or whatever. And some of the people he looked up to got killed by the Northern Army people. And that made him mad. So he like joined that whole guerrilla warfare movement thing, and then it just spread out to robbing banks. Nice. My so. grandpa was part of his gang. Nice. <laughs> That's actually Wait, so really. <laughs> That's a gross exaggeration. <laughs> they were apprehended in Northfield, Minnesota. So oh, okay. In Northfield, Minnesota, every year they have Jesse James days to celebrate apprehending. They have a reenactment of the apprehension. Of which my grandpa is a reenactor in the actual game. So he gets shot out of a second story bank window. 
So he wasn't wow. really there. He wasn't really there, but if you lead with that, it gets people's attention. Well, it did that. Yeah, yeah. I'll next Tom. Yeah. Ever so slight deception, I said. Yeah. I was like, 31. <laughs> How old were your parents? <laughs> yeah. Math is not my strong suit. If you could live in any era, what would it be? Now. Now? Yeah, like this era. Yeah. The future. Damn. <laughs> no, we're screwed. No, I, dude, like, I don't know. This is, this may be the optimist in me coming out, but, like, I would not change anything about where I am right now. I'm very, very content. That's so sweet. That's nice. That's and, like, also, I like, I run the, if I go back too far in time or too little in time, I run the risk of being racially prosecuted by people. And being an account. That's true. Yeah. So, no, but, I mean, in all seriousness, no, I'm very, very content with everything that's going on with my life right now. So, now would be my answer, for sure. Fair. Fair enough. No answer, I don't know. <laughs> Kelsey. Five years from now. Oh, for in the future. That's yeah, what I was gonna say. Future. She but said the future can't answer, answer the future. I'm the only one that's going like I'd either do 1800s or 1950s. Oh yeah, yeah. I would say that too. That would be so fun. Because even like the 1950s, I mean, they had their problems, but like working hard was the thing to do. You know what yeah. I mean? Everybody just like actually did I, their shit. And if you watch the Twilight Zone, the way they talk to each other. Just very, like, proper, I don't know, something about it appeals to me. Uh, but, yeah, Suitable Miss, the name. I uh, I dig it. What are you guys' influences? We can do as a band, and uh, then we'll go individually. Oh, our influences a band? Uh, I don't know. Like the Aces. The Aces, All Time Low, Five mm-hmm. Seconds of Summer, Stan uh, Atlantic. Stan Atlantic. Um, all of Poppy Pop punk and like all pop bands basically all of that realm any anything pop punk and poppier than that is what we pull from i've yeah. never heard of aces the aces the aces, the aces are so sick it's an all-girl band it's an all-girl they're... like groove based yeah. like 80s pop kind of outfit they're thing so they're good. fucking awesome they're they, so that band kicks ass. are they like <laughs> yeah. a newer band relatively i think I mean, their, their debut yeah. album was what last year two years ago oh, okay. a couple years ago yeah yeah so they're not too old no but they've been a band since they've been like. 12 yeah, they were. They were like. Ki- they were like local band. Like they were like oh, a local okay. band was kids. Like yeah. when they were thirteen. So I mean, it's cool. But yeah, that band's dope. That band kicks ass. I like uh, Stand Atlantic. That band is they're also so kicks ass. Tight. They're a three piece, right? Four. Oh, they're four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um they didn't have a basis for a little bit, but Mickey um I know him semi. Maybe that's so why I yeah. thought that because I think in their music video. Yeah, there's only three of them. Okay, that's why I thought that. Yeah, they didn't have a basis for a second. Uh, Paramore. Oh, for yeah. sure, Paramore. A lot of people say we sound like Paramore, but I cannot I sing so. that high. That is no. not true. I don't think we have no. Paramore vibes I've, at all. I've heard I've that though. I think it's just like because we have a girl people. singer. Like you know, yeah. people like Tonight Live sounds like, sound like Paramore. Like, like well, fucking no, I do not. You guys are Evanescence. <laughs> oh boy. You guys sound like so many people singer. have told me that, and I'm like, how though? I mean, I yeah. guess maybe the instrumentals a little bit, but like I don't. No, think I mean, like, dude. I mean, like the thing about Paramore is that they they have like the real they have like some harder stuff and they have really poppy stuff, and we've not gone too deep in either direction. And there's no middle ground Paramore as far yeah. as like in the singles that everyone knows. I don't know what people yeah. are talking about, but whatever. Well, Haley Williams has, she's got some pretty uh, crazy rasp on some of those songs. And mm-hmm. yours sure. is, uh, you're not very raspy, which is probably a lot healthier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so 
individually what just name one artist we're just trying to get a feel for where this all comes from because it sounds really good as a cohesive band mm -hmm. but it sounds not like anything that's super popular right now so I'm trying to just like build an idea like, okay, it's coming from Can I, can I be these. honest with you, Jake? I have no idea. Like, I really don't know what comes into my I just, these, they, they just come out, these songs. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I mean, if, like, I guess in like general influence, like, I've been listening to the new Counterparts record, like, on the repeat since it came out, but that has virtually nothing to do with Super Bowl as far well, as. I mean, it doesn't have to be what you're listening to. Yeah, no, I don't know. But... I just don't really, I don't look to any particular. Thing for inspiration i just yeah it, it, what inspires me is the base of the song that these two created that's that's it like it's not i don't i don't know I, that that's such a that's a weird answer for sure you're but. being really profound today <laughs> and it's kind of annoying stop it uh i would say for just the lyrics itself taylor swift would be like a huge like whenever i heard the first or black and white for the first time just the lyrics itself it sounded like a taylor swift type thing where it like I don't know how to explain it. That makes sense. You know well, the, all of the album, all of like, uh, not all, but most of the songs on it are about an ex of mine. So, I like, mean, that's that, that is very much, that. but that's what that, she that's does. That's Taylor Swift life. That's what yeah. she does. Yeah. It yeah. is. That's exactly what she does. Well, no, and, like, and there's like stories being told in each song. Like, yeah. She has that shit too. You Their know, debut I mean, it's a very logical EP, progression of Don't Look Back, is out now on Spotify and iTunes. Is that where that that name comes from? Don't Look Back? Yeah. About next. Exactly, yeah. I like that right Just there. being yeah. able to move on to, and a lot of the songs aren't about just reflecting on a crappy ex that did something to you. It's about being able to rebuild from there and decide, you know, like, I'm not going to let this affect my future because even though I've had a lot of bad things, you know, and bad relationships, everybody has, like, you can move on from it and yeah, build I something mean, positive. Exactly. Like, built this mm -hmm. band out of that. Like, yeah. Um, and that's how a lot of good music comes to the surface, too, is just being able to speak from the heart and, like, have lyrics that can relate to people, and I think that was the goal for this. But it, it's nice, too, because right off the get-go, too, I mean, we had a kid cover one of our songs, like, within five days oh, yeah. of the right. release, like, on Twitter, which yeah. is really cool. It's, it's a thing where, like, I mean, obviously, these, these songs, you know, stem from pretty interpersonal stories of Sarah's, but, you know, we, we try to convey them in a way that everyone can be like, dude, you know what? I felt that. I've been there. You know what I mean? And, but not force it. So yeah. we're just trying to, I don't know. I love that. People have told me, like, we uh, had it. So we released the album on November 1st, and then we had a show on the 9th, and so, so many played. people knew the words. I yeah. was there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people knew the words, and that's great. And, like, I had a lot of people message me, like, no, like, I can relate to your songs. And I was like, well, that good. That's the goal. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really, it's honestly, like, the, the response we've gotten from this EP is fucking mind-blowing. I have always, because uh, you guys have relatively the same uh, friend group, yes? Would you agree? Yeah. That's in the majority yeah. of, Similar like, our friends. Yeah. I've always enjoyed playing to your guys' crowd, and I'm sure I've said this before, but it seems like your guys', like, friend group and the people that come to your shows um, are kind of a breath of fresh air as far as music goes because they all seem very passionate about music mm -hmm. as opposed to like I know some people in my age group or even you know between I guess just nowadays it's all a lot of background music mm -hmm. but uh, the fact that you know the people who come to your shows learn the words and uh, somebody actually posted a video the day after that show they were learning Colton's bass part to ground up 
Yeah, that's our buddy. That's our buddy Pete. That's our buddy Pete. That blew my mind. No, I mean like. And we're so blessed to have them behind Suitable, too, because they all, like, the minute they heard that this was a thing, they were like, oh, my God, like, this is going to be awesome. And, you know, obviously, you know, I'm close with a lot of those people, and, like, you know, there was a demo, don't tell anyone, and everyone's just getting stoked on it. And so by the time, you know, everything came to a spearhead and got released, like, I don't know. I mean, I knew, I knew people I actually like it, heard like, black and white pretty early on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't leak it, and I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> Kind Andrew of because I forgot. I listened <laughs> yeah. to it a couple the of times. Is right really... here. Yeah. yeah, just ask me. Be like, hey, can I hear a new suitable Miss song? I'll yeah, probably sure. Do it. sure. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's it's hard to deny people who are genuinely interested in your music. Mm-hmm. No, and it's it's crazy. I mean, like, and yeah, like a lot of these kids are my friends. You know what I mean? But like, I have a lot of friends that don't really care about music either, and they're still, you know, I love them all the same. But yeah. but it keeps have... building too. Like I yeah, it's been... getting to the point where like you're like, oh, they're my friends, and then I don't know who that is, or that, or that, or that, or that, or that, and it just kept. Getting... I would have been devastated if our first show like nobody was there. I would have, I don't know, like what I would have done from there, but I know I would have been devastated. And there was a big crowd there, but then it's just kind of like built from there, and it's cool to have people bring their friends and stuff like that. Like at our most recent show, there's a lot of people that brought their friends too, which is cool. Yeah, no, and I had a ton of people that day actually just, like, be, like, DMing me on Instagram, like, hey, can I grab a ticket for the night? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't actually... And that yeah, Starbucks guy. Yeah, <laughs> and the kid Starbucks. from Starbucks that bought, like, five <laughs> tickets. That was badass. Did he... Did you see him there? Did yeah, he, he was in the very back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did that come about? Did you just tell him, He's like, yo, kid. I'm I see at Starbucks on my way into work every day. Nice. <laughs> it was cool, yeah. But anyway, no, um, thankful is what we are. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sure. Uh, one thing I wanted to comment on about... Uh, what you were saying about the content um, around the songs is uh, one thing that I think is really positive is they're songs that may have stemmed out of a breakup, but it's not focused on hate. And since you're focusing mm-hmm. it on learning and growing as a person, I think that's a, a really admirable thing nowadays because a lot of people focus on that hate either hating the other person or hating themselves for uh i know i've said this on the past couple episodes but there's just a lot of negativity and loathing and self-loathing that's going on right now and uh it's it's nice to hear a positive spin on something that might have been yeah, yeah and even there, even the sad songs like Lost at Sea have like silver lining. You know what I mean? Right. Like we're not yeah. trying to be all Debbie Downer. Like, yeah, and I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I was angry after these breakups. Obviously, like he was a jerk. But like I think that you get nowhere with that. And I've learned. I've had my share. Like you don't get anywhere from just like hating on him. And yeah, Nigel, or whoever. It just was. just staying stuck in that mindset is yeah. super dangerous mm-hmm. if you want to keep doing productive things and you know th- this is obviously not us trying to preach at you or anything but like I don't know it's just hence the, the flowers to... in our artwork yeah mm-hmm. you're trying to grow trying to something grow, new yeah. Yeah. yeah who did the artwork for that Edgar Barcinas Barcinas Bar- oh, okay Edgar Barcinas Perpetuity Designs I think Edgar did a few designs for Darkly I believe not 100% sure but uh the artwork is it's dope. Cool, it huh? kind of uh, reminds me of a day to remember. That's yeah. what I thought. Really that's that's yeah. How they have those like designs thought. where it's got like the back of the guy and then like yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. landscape. I, I thought of that too, and I was like, eh, so whatever, cool. it's different. He did our logo yeah. too. He did our logo. He's done everything for us exclusively so far. Hell yeah. <laughs> when I saw that it was going to be called "Don't Look Back," I uh, not gonna lie, I kind of went like this. 
Because <laughs> I didn't know if you were pulling from Oasis inspiration. Oh. Uh, we had a pretty extensive conversation oh, yeah. about Oasis, but they have a song called Don't Look Back in Anger. Oh, so I thought it, it had something to do with that. But, no, uh, we just, it was sorry. just a phrase when it was cooked up. <laughs> Damn. Play I was hoping I found some Oasis lovers. I, like I just, I don't think it's going to happen. People are, that love them as much as I do, no. that I know. For some reason, it just doesn't click with people. You're the first I ran into, yeah. I was going to say, you might be the only Oasis fan yeah. that I know. No, people can be fans, but like, but like an actual. This is a fan. Love them. Dude, you have no idea. I kind of know. But uh, the problem with Oasis is that Wonderwall was their, you know, big hit song. Mm -hmm. But that I'm pretty sure I was telling you that night is the worst (laughs) representation of their catalog ever because it's an acoustic song. But they're like a super rock band like a lot of distortion like just super punchy and that is just a bad representation trying to relate it back to the conversation i guess like when we put out black and white everyone was like oh it's the first single this is cool and like yeah it's good but like in not in the same way that it's like a bad representation of our whole sound but i was like y'all have no idea what else is coming for you you know yeah. what I mean? And, like, I think that's the same sort of deal as, like, if you're trying to relate it back, like, dude, fucking, I don't think the general population knows what Oasis sounds like, actually. That's okay. I'll keep it as my little gem. <laughs> um, do you think you bring that to the songwriting process? Because I know in your former band, uh, you had a lot of a lot of influences, but the songs had potential to be drastically different. And I know you said you just write what you feel. And uh, would you say that you bring that to Suitable Miss, the not trying to... Because I can definitely feel myself sometimes. Like, if I have a really good song for the start of the EP, my mind will, like, try and shape everything around that one song. Um, but it doesn't really sound like so, you tried to do no, that. No, because, well, so there's it's, it's a thing where we did the EP in a really weird process, too. So, like, I didn't really necessarily yeah. have time to sort of think about everything. How long did it take you guys to write the EP? Writing? It took, like, oh, I don't know, three <laughs> weeks. Yeah, yeah. it like, seemed like you guys fast. weren't together very long before you had, like, a no. full set of We songs. got together in February. That's when we, like, started, like, having actual practices. and like, okay, we're going to sit down. Let's finish Not Alone. Okay, we have yeah. Black and White. Now let's work on, you know, something yeah. else. So Yeah, and every, every song stemmed from just such a different place. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it so, does help that you're all songwriters too. It's it's been amazing. I I'm having a grand time writing for this band. No, it, well, so the EP was just, and the, the reason I say it was done in an interesting process is because each of the songs sort of stemmed. Like, yeah. Earthquake is the instrumental is entirely my own creation. Okay. But Sarah, the whole reason I wrote it is because Sarah gave me just a chorus worth of lyrics and melody, and I was mm-hmm. like, this slam, let's do this. But like. Not alone, we literally <laughs> just bullshitted up in practice. Black and White was a song that these two had written before we even touched anything. Like, it's 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 not so much me writing, like, what I feel as it is, like, me writing, like, you know, what's the best that I can give the song that they give me. Does that make sense? It's like we build off of each other. Yeah. Like, for instance, like, with Boomerang, he already had, like, the structure of the song and chords the and a melody yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and we helped just make the bridge and then andrew came in and added some good riffs and it's just like you just build off of each other and like sometimes i'll have 
like a base of a song, and then I'll give it to Kelsey, and she'll add some, and then he'll come up and spice it up. These boys spice up the songs. Yeah, big it's time it's though. usually it's usually the core of the song gets written by these two, and then me and Tom make it. They song spice song. it up. Yeah. yeah, we give it the spice treatment. Like not alone was slow at first. Like it I was, wrote it, it was, like a melody, like a nice, like a ballad almost. But then yeah, like, then we not practical. Like, no, that, that, that was no, no. That was the song that people circle pit to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was awesome. Damn. Yeah, I admire that, but I don't think I could do it. It's weird. Because <laughs> my process is just like everybody gets the fuck <laughs> away from me, and when I have something I like, I'll bring it to you, mm-hmm. and you can put your spin on it. But until oh. then. Fuck off. Dude, we've sent yeah. so yeah. many like weird 90 second snippets mm-hmm. and like you yeah. know, pieces of lyrics Little and stuff. Memos, yeah. like, it's literally like that. nothing, like yeah. nothing ever gets kept to ourselves for the most part. Yeah, and I like that we're all friends too, because like I was very nervous about sharing, like for Earthquake, for example. I was very nervous about sharing it with them, but they were like, oh no, like this is something we can do. But also if I write something that sucks, like they'll be like, eh, I don't know if we can. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you know like, and it's not gonna hurt my feelings because they're my friends and we're trying to be the best that we can be, and I really like that. Like to have that validation i guess just to that we're headed in the right direction yeah yeah and it's i don't know it's this has been like and I, beyond my former project i mean i've written for you know a whole bunch of you know friends and stuff and said out of all of the experience i've had ever writing songs with people this has by far been my favorite like this is yeah i'm again having a grand time and it's been it definitely seems like you guys are uh are having a lot of fun doing it um Little side note, I am kind of relieved that you're not the front man anymore because then I don't have to be called on stage <laughs> to sing songs that I don't know anymore. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> oh. Little backstory, Andrew called me on stage one time uh, to sing... Was it That song by Lit. My Own Worst Enemy, that's what it is. And I know it's a super popular song. I know I've heard it a hundred thousand times, but it just like they started playing it, and I was just like, "If if I'm ever gonna do that, I'll clear it with you first. Like, hey, do you know the song? I we, did my best. We didn't clear it with each other at the time. Either. I did a we little bit better I with I uh, "Downfall of Us All." That was a fun one. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I apologize for fucking up that. Super popular song that everybody knows oh, dude, the words to. We're just, we're just, you just got there and danced. It was yeah. cool. No, yeah, just literally, me, we're just trying to have a good time. That's all. I don't even need 24 hours notice. Just like, let me know. Maybe like the day of the show, just be like, hey, I might call you on stage for this. And I'll be like, cool, I'll listen to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, a Jake feature and a suitable song would be fun. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking selfishly that, like, uh, you know, Sarah feature on a backseater song would be tight. Oh, how about a backseater yeah. single miss split? We just do a backseater single with suitable miss guesting and then the other way around. Yeah. And we can record it with Taylor Hahn. Oh, oh yeah. Or with he me. messages me. Yeah. I know. Or with me or with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, me and me and Tom actually did the whole EP recording wise. Tight. Yeah. So the only reason I bring up Taylor <laughs> Hahn is because like I talk a lot of shit. But Taylor can keep me in check. And there's not a lot of people who can do that. This I could probably true. count on one hand how many people can like check me on my shit and tell me like, you need to slow your roll, pal. So the, and, the, thing, uh, the thing about Taylor is that- It's probably just because he's like super buff. I'm a little- Dude, all of us, he's gonna punch me. We, I love everything that Taylor's done. It's simply for the fact that we don't have any money. 
yet. We've yes. started Money making some. Yeah. yeah, we've started making some the more we've done shows and like we've get, gotten more merch and more stuff. It's fun to like, now we have a band bank account. So like we're making money now. So we're a business. We don't have a bank account yet though. Uh, that's due to my own laziness. But uh, yeah, our newest single we paid for with uh, band money, which was tight. Yeah. I did want to ask you guys about the wireless rig. Have you contemplated not... Do you guys use it when you practice, too? We I'm not do. saying... Yes, we do. Okay. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. It's actually really good that you practice with it, obviously, because you want to practice how you're going to play it. But have you ever thought about, like... Just plugging into amps, using the monitors, going old-fashioned. Yeah, recently. Okay. I loved it, like, the first few shows, but the last show, I turned it up too much. It was entirely my fault. I had them too loud in my ears. So now I have this constant ringing, and so, like, I'm, like, kind of iffy on it now, but, like, all other times, I've loved them, and I really like well, and it, being able to control the volumes that, like, if I want a lot of Kelsey, like, whatever, you know? The thing is, is you just have so many talented people in the band, and, like, you being in drum corps and jazz band, like you could hold a tempo or at least even have your own click track. We had to do that for the first show. Second. Was that the second, second show? Yeah, so our, was our the first one too, because that guy stepped no, no, on but the, the tracks worked that yeah, time. I, so here, here, okay, let me let me explain how this yeah. works. So Do you guys <laughs> still use the tracks or is uh Oh still, Riley, uh, our buddy? Um, yeah. he's been playing guitar live for the last few years. I didn't know if that was um, the No, he's not in the band. He just wanted to do it because we're all buddies and he wanted to have fun. Yeah, he's a really good guitarist. You'll see, you'll see yeah. him around. He's not like again. He's not in the band, but he plays for us for fun, so he'll be around. He's I'm insane. Sure. Yeah. yeah, he's so good. Um, no, so, uh, like, I mean, it having all of our electronics, I think, is nice live. It's not necessary, but it's nice. The real kicker is that like, the band is just us four, and obviously I am one human being, and I can't play two guitar parts. Yeah. So that's really mainly where it lies. Is that there's a whole other guitar rig living in there. Yeah. That plays all the parts that I can't play because I'm one person. I mean, I'm just curious about it just because, like, we don't do that. And I know that, um, you know, you are uh, very in tune with the whole technical aspect. And we've never actually had a conversation about it. So I just kind of wanted to know. No, you don't, uh, you don't want to bore these two, I will say. Tom's probably going to be <laughs> in this conversation. But, like, I could, this is a thing that I could yeah. talk But, like, I don't know. It, it's a thing where, like, we enjoy playing the songs as authentically to the recording as possible and mm. so you know having all the backing tracks in there and like yeah we don't put every swell and every auto-tune whatever you know what i mean swells are tight mm. i over swell shit when i'm making <laughs> demos <laughs> but it, but everything's it, a simple swell to have all of that crap just yeah. really rounds out our sound and i think and i think that's that's an important part of us is we have you know we do some different electronic kind of stuff that yeah i haven't seen another band in this scene do at least for a minute yeah, I mean, uh, Psych 96 used to do a lot of that shit, I know. Yeah, uh, this fucking um, beat is really, really... Rozu, yeah. actually, they use the backing tracks on, like, 808 bass oh, drops. Oh, yeah, no, we have a ton of bass drops. But uh, of like, the reason that we don't do it is uh, just because, like, I am very paranoid about us all, like, gelling together. And, like, I'll even yell at David at practice if he's, like trying to go nuts because i'm like you know we're not 
three separate people. We're one cohesive unit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes we like to extend bridges. I like to throw little monkey wrenches in there. So (laughs) that's just why we don't use it. I've just always wondered why you guys did like obviously it makes it super clean with the click track it has the cool effects I yeah guess. and yeah. well the funny thing you mentioned plugging in the amps we actually don't run amps either mm-hmm. oh. well i do but it we don't use it slash it doesn't really work <laughs> yeah. yeah we're all on so modeling yeah. uh, okay. riley our live guitarist uses a kemper, kemper. i have a line six uh, hx stomp all the stuff was recorded with the max effects mm-hmm. kelsey just has a simple bear or like a behringer bass driver that's it Oh, okay. Yeah, all of our stuff is DI. We don't have any live sound on stage other than drums, which is super, super nice because that makes our ear sound really clean. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, I uh, remember using your in-ear system, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't get it right in my mix. I don't know what it was, but I just... I don't know. It's it's a different it's a different I'm just thing not too. made to be perfect, dude. I'm it's an imperfect <laughs> fucking sure. human being. Because you're not you're kinda in your own little world in there. Yeah. Right? I'm just not good enough, okay? Oh what is that what you wanted to hear me say? No. I'm just not good enough. Uh but no, it sounds super tight when you guys play. And I have to say you definitely since we've played um three you know, three of the four shows you guys have played. Yeah. You can tell that you guys are starting to gel you're more comfortable being on stage together um it's very apparent and it's cool to see yeah so. i think it all came to a spearhead of this last show too um it was just like yeah, it was I the agree. first it was the first show where i literally like and it was the first show actually in like years that i've like not worried about anything other than just playing the guitar for yeah. the first mm-hmm. time in forever and i just felt really good about that and then you know i'd look over and everyone on stage is just having just as much fun as i was and i was like well this yeah. is this is tight <laughs> this is fucking yeah. sick yeah you guys i mean that night all together just there was something in the air that night that just made everybody on point but yeah. uh yeah, you guys. I think I think it was just love, man. That's it was it. a lot of like, fun. Well, I really like the going back to the tracking thing. You could definitely afraid. tell that you were getting more into I it because before you were just kind of you'd sway a little bit back and forth. I do the like pacing thing where I go forward and back, forward and back, forward and back. But but anyways, the backing tracks I think are helpful too because me and Kelsey had never been like in a band before that performed like in this kind of yeah. aspect. So I think it's good to have the structure now. I mean. Who knows if eventually we'll like get off of that? I don't know, but I think it's good to have just the structure of like exactly how it is in practice is exactly how it's gonna be. On yeah, stage. and it, it was comforting because like especially yeah. for like our first show at Larimer Lounge, like I was nervous yeah. as heck. Yeah. You have but, that backbone. Mm-hmm, and like it just helps kind of, and especially like when I have to talk in between songs, I think the cool little like interludes or whatever you make in between the songs are cool too. So I think that's helpful in that aspect. Hell yeah. I just hit a sustain pedal and just let it. Oh, dude, I have the, I have the, I have the sustainiac set up in my HX stomp. I just have a reverb that literally goes forever. Well, it's I have digital. a sustain pedal, which is actually the same one that uh, Austin gets from Turnover uses. Dude, the like Super it. Ego, but I also have two delay pedals. One is for actual delay, and the other one I just like turn up the repeat so much <laughs> that it just. Uh, yeah, I'm, like looking at, I'm looking at it now, actually. Yeah, my rig is... <laughs> it's crazy. It's something else. I know. I do a lot of dancing it, on stage. and it's, I feel like I have to do a lot of dancing, and I have the HX stomp, the foot switch that goes with it, my drop tune, and my tuner, and that's it. And I feel like I do dancing. It's hard sometimes, because if the lights go off and I have to hit two pedals at one time, I'll 
I mean, if you're really listening close, you can hear me hit two delay pedals at once, and it just goes out of sync like a motherfucker. Uh, so what are the plans for this band? What do oh we see for the future of Suitable Miss? Um, we haven't. I don't think we've ever set out. I mean, kind of. So we said we want to work on a couple singles here, and then we already have a bunch of songs for another EP, and then just keep doing shows for right now. Mm-hmm. And like, eventually, we want to tour and be able to meet other bands outside of Colorado. And he's met a lot of bands, obviously, with his prior history. So I think it should be fairly simple. Yeah, to we, set just wanna, out. we just want to. We just want to take it as far as it goes. You know, as, as as perform within this group to the you know, and see how far we can get it to go. That's our plan. Just keep, okay. keep the train rolling. So you don't have like a, not that this is a bad thing, but you don't have like a model like at this time we want to be in this spot at this time. Like, are you not really? No, no, no we're just kind of <laughs> like in all like in, in the least jokey way possible. Like we are actually literally just vibing with each other and just kind of going off and seeing like. You know what everyone is feeling good with at the time because none Maybe of our plans ever extend beyond like two months prior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Vibe. Uh, but no, I dig that. Do you guys have any more shows coming up this year or any not more? this year? I year, don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet. We're gonna be co-headlining with a really cool band. Um, next year? Yeah, it, early, early next 2020. Year. Early 2020. Just so spill it. Nobody listens to this. <laughs> Uh, well, I, was saying, I, can't, I actually can't give the rest of the support or the, the Why? details of it yet because I don't know. <laughs> it's probably going to be at 7 o'clock. Yeah, yes. I'll give you that. Yeah, and we're going to play our songs too. So. Do you know what venue? <laughs> Lost Lake. Okay. I still haven't played there. It's freaking sick. And uh, I mean, I can drop one band in this creature canopy. We'll be our co-headliner. I think I remember. They're the guys that, that do the Disney cover sets with the Compass and Cavern. We played with them a lot. <laughs> Did you play with them at that headlining show? Was their singer kind of wearing a backwards hat? Yeah, backwards yeah. hat. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was where they called you on stage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there are. I mean, I they're, they're my. They've been my yeah. boys for who knows how long now. So they haven't hit me up to do the podcast, so I don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So foreseeable new music sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometime. I'd say a new single in the next few months. Yeah, yeah really so. that soon huh mm-hmm. yeah I mean we've already got like yeah, we could lay it down we like probably now. got four ready to go right now another six or seven that are like in progress probably oh yeah do you guys use <coughs> TuneCore or CD baby DistroKid what DistroKid what is that is that a one time thing or is that a yearly more, thing <laughs> it's just like you pay a month you pay every year and you just get unlimited uploads to everything okay it's really nice. Yeah. We do the CD baby thing, and that is like a one-time payment. I don't know what the difference is, but I don't know. It's nice for us because, like, especially since we don't really create release plans, yeah. at least not yet, because we don't need to. I mean, we're still pretty new and young. So I mean, that's more of a selfish question, and I know a lot of people listening probably don't give a shit. I mean, there's probably some people who wonder how you get your stuff on iTunes because no, actually, my roommate asked that all the time. She's like, so if I theoretically wanted to put a song on Spotify, how do I do that? And I'm like, we have to go through like a distributor because there's not just like an upload button. Honestly, that, that, got lo- that gets lost on a lot of people. SoundCloud. I was kind of let da- let down by how easy it was. I was like, oh my god, anybody could put a song. Yeah, that's why so much bad music. You figured it out. I didn't say it's it. It's too easy. I would Shit. say you gotta make it hard. if you 
are going to upload music, test it on <laughs> SoundCloud first. And then if you really want to flood the airways, you can put it on Spotify. Um, yeah, like how we went straight for Spotify's through it. The first single we put out, we're like, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Spotify is the uh, way to go. I tried to use that one that Jay Z came up with. Title? Yeah, I tried that. Uh, not a fan. The only reason I did it was because I wanted to listen to Jay Z. So, and he wasn't on Spotify. I really enjoy, uh, you know, Blueprint and uh, all those. I actually just enjoy pretty much anything Rick Rubin has done. So, and I um, admire Rick Rubin as a person. But, so, new music in the foreseeable future. Very possible very touring. Mm, maybe this, maybe 2020. I don't know. We don't Some have big no important idea. show coming up next year, 2020. <laughs> yeah, early, uh, early January, Lost Lake. Um, They're going to be playing their own songs. Maybe. And some others. At 7 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. They'll probably play The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. I, no. Actually, no. no or they'll play the some unknown I love doing it. They don't want to do it anymore. So I didn't know you guys did any covers until Sarah told me you did Vegas by uh, All Time Low. Low, Mm -hmm. And I was like, why didn't you do like Dear Maria or Waitlist? That sounds terrible. Because Vegas is so good. Everybody yelled the Dear Maria. Yeah, we get like sickest crowd reaction out of that cover. We'll do that. I like laughed after they did that and like started late. But I caught back up just because I like laughed of like. Pure like glee. It was awesome. Yeah, like you're oh like, holy shit. Like, people are singing back to me. It's Come on. We had to sing One Direction at some yeah, point. Yeah, we like, did. Oh. Yeah, we did a we One Direction. One Direction. We grew show. up loving One Direction. At the last so show, we, we just had to. One Direction. We're not Still gonna not do One Direction like in our head. Like we're gonna. We do literally another said one this is a One Direction cover. <laughs> okay, well I listened to the songs. But hey, that's a compliment to you. If I wasn't like, oh, that's this true. is somebody else's song, that means you made it your own. Yeah, it sounded way better than One Direction. I love our version. False. Yeah. One Direction <laughs> is superior to all. That's wrong. Close second. I know I'm not like that old, but when All Time Low, we kind of talked about this. When All Time Low released that, like. 10 year uh nothing personal yeah nothing personal mm. thing i was like holy shit <laughs> Dude, i know because i remember <laughs> getting that album and seeing them on warp tour and like that oh, whole yeah. thing no, when that's that how album got into came out yeah. that and was that, that album. doesn't feel that long ago yeah, yeah. but oh, <laughs> yeah i was i was 11 i, I think, was like or 10 i don't know i just remember hearing lost in stereo and i was like this is sick that's the one <laughs> That's what the that fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? You cover Vegas and you're like, I love Lost We did Hysteria. talk about that, didn't we? What? Doing Lost, Lost and Stereo? Yeah. No. Which one did we? I love you, but I got a dog on you because you're not the lead singer anymore. That's so. true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. I, 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 I kind of enjoy... Here's the thing. I'm like your unofficial member of the band. <laughs> I, can, oh, yeah. I can talk shit to Andrew. I can talk about how much I respect... Tom and Kelsey and Sarah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a mutual respect thing. I say a bunch of shit, but you know I respect you. We've had some very deep conversations. Oh, yeah, dude. And uh, you know that I love you. 
cake. I fucking Aww. I know I know I gotta remind you sometimes because <laughs> oh, nice. I know sometimes I'm just like snap, 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 <laughs> snap, snap. And then That's I'm like, we just what else you got? I don't like I don't know. It's gotten to the point now where like anyone could say anything about me to my face and I don't think it, it doesn't matter. Me you would just you don't care anymore. Like. Well, and this is kind of your guys' first time seeing like this side of me because it at shows I'm very like in the zone or yeah, just yeah. played and like trying to keep my cool but outside of that I'm a little different <laughs> just a little it's more good. uncensored I guess um so what advice would you give bands that are starting out don't fucking do it no, <laughs> don't start don't a band there it is. you heard it here for the 38th no, actually, time no actually no I'm gonna go completely backtrack on that please for the love of god start a band start a band with your friends like Seeing the seeing the local scene sort of rise and fall and sort of grow and change and evolve over the last few years is like been really cool. But I've noticed now there's like not as many like young bands. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. Getting to play out and like if, if if I'm being honest with you, just like my advice is to like get your friends who also want to start bands, even if no, none of you know how to play anything yet, and just like get together and just suck until Figure you don't anymore, and then play a show. Yeah. Even if you know that one guy that like kind of plays guitar, but he has like a Gibson SG and a little one by one amp, just make that motherfucker join the band until you find somebody Figure else. Out, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like no, because he has dreams of joining a band. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and like there's not there's there should never be anything stopping you from if like you really want to be in a band like go fuck like that's, that's what these two did. Yeah. We were like, we just want to do it, and I want to stress the friend thing. I don't know if this will work for every band. But for me, it wouldn't work if I didn't have such a close friendship with these people. Like, we were friends to begin with, and I'm so thankful that we found Tom because just we How just vibe so Tom? well. Facebook. Facebook, yeah. <laughs> we just auditioned some people, and some people, like, it's so important to feel comfortable on stage, and I really don't think I'd be in the same mindset if I wasn't so close with these people, if they didn't have my back outside of the band, you know? If I mm-hmm. didn't feel like I could talk to them about anything, literally anything, and... That's just what I'd say is find people that you can vibe with. I don't know if, like, there's a lot of bands, like, maybe this is bad, because, like, a lot of bands, good bands, like, fought throughout their careers, and that's what made them good, but I don't know. I feel like we're the opposite. Yeah, Oasis, (laughs) and then, like, didn't, like, uh, Fleetwood Mac fight fight too a lot? Yeah, Stevie Nicks and and, uh, Lindsey Buckingham. See, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, fighting with them would make me, like, be horrible on stage so oh my god mm-hmm. i fight with my guys all the time <laughs> not really colton just talks shit to me and i kind of talk shit back and then david's just like you're the biggest fucking moron <laughs> <laughs> they just know that i'm uh psychotic when it comes to being semi-perfect uh what do you think keeps kids or younger people from starting bands nowadays do you think they're going a different route and doing the soundcloud thing which I just want to say I'm kind of tired of talking shit about it because if that's the way it is, I don't want to be that semi-older asshole that keeps <laughs> dogging it. Okay. Although I will say with this whole resurgence of the Lil Peep thing, just because a documentary came out, I still don't like his music. It's bad. It's just like... Yeah. It's uh, I feel the same way about Jimi Hendrix. Like, honestly, I'm not a huge fan <laughs> just because he uses a shit ton of distortion. And, like, can he play? Technically, I guess. 
but it's a little <laughs> bit of overkill. Jake is real. He's Kurt real. Cobain, laying it down. Same thing. Laying like Kurt Cobain has with that. some but good fucking, lyrics. No, dude, I like the first few riffs. I learned how to play with fucking Hendrix riffs because my dad is such a huge Hendrix fan. So like, mm. not trash. Respect to Andrew's dad, but <laughs> disrespect cool. to Jimi Hendrix. Oh my god! And that I'm, whole, show, I'm showing him this. My the Star Spangled Banner that he did dad. at Woodstock is the most obnoxious <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. Just like. Wait, one more time? (laughs) That's literally, it just sounds a little worse than that. What was the question? Um, I don't know. I just wanted to talk shit about real people. SoundCloud. Why why aren't You know why? And this is is my own personal experience, but like my roommate, Asia, she's in the middle of starting a band after the longest time of being like, dude, I can't do that. Because... It, you're losing this element of remembering that like bands are people. You know what I mean? Like bands are literally just dudes. You get to this sort of objectification and sort of idolization of you know a lot of artists, and it's like wow, you know what I mean? They're making music and playing to people, and that's fucking crazy. And I could never do that. You know what I mean? It's like, but then what? What? They're they're we were also just a shithead person. You know, a shithead kid at one point. That yeah. person that you're looking up to. Like why can't you? You know what I mean? You think that's what it is? That's, though, that's is what they I think found. That they can do my, it? That's what I found when my friends are like, "Oh, I want to start a band, but I can't." I'm like, "Why?" And they're like, "Well, it's just like, dude, it's so hard to do." I'm like, "Just, <clears throat> it's not." I like, think they might say that, but they also have like subconsciously they're thinking about how saturated the market is, and they're like, "Oh my like, God, there's so many bands. How am I gonna, gonna stick out?" I think it's so <laughs> easy to get into it and to distribute distribute your music to a vast audience that will probably share your exactly specific taste that people that could have been getting together forming a band, finding a fan base, finding a bunch of venues that will accept them because they're under 21 doing the entire process that I did through high school uh, they're basically going, alright, I can download this program, I can get this thing I can make a couple beats I could be a SoundCloud rapper and immediately you have a following of 20,000 people who like your specific thing that you were singing about um, coming from Fargo with like literally zero people. You could be a rapper about Fargo and all of a sudden you have the entire population of Fargo as your fan base. You can make such niche stuff that the actual work of forming a band is undesirable right now. And it takes work. Preach it. Jesus. Yeah. That's what I was going to go into. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. And I feel like we got lucky to find people that are just as dedicated. Like, we're all, we all do a part and we're all dedicated. I think because we, uh, we got like, we tried out this drummer and he wanted us to write all the songs and then he'd just come in at the end and just, you know, whatever. And I love that Tom, like, from the beginning was like, no, like, I'll help you write the songs. Like, we'll do it together, you know? And I think that's rare to find. And we were just really lucky. And if you you want to piggyback on that, too, it's rare to have two people that are brand new that are like, Let's dive headfirst into the work, you know right. what I mean? Paired mm-hmm. with two people that have been doing this for eight yeah. years yeah. at the minimum, you know? Mm-hmm. And so all of that together is, I mean, it's been really easy for us, but, you know, it is certainly not that easy for, you know, most people. Yeah. And I think sure. I think the, the, the sheer, because, you know, you have, to, you have to sit in your basement for six months and suck, you know, at every practice. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, writing your first song, like, dude, that's a fucking challenge. Mm-hmm. How do you write a song when you've never written a song before? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a daunting thing, is what it is. It's yeah. daunting. Yeah. 
And you can't put all the work on someone either. I like that it's not all put on me to like produce the songs. Like a lot, a lot of them were, but like at the same time, they have songs, and you know, it's not just put on me. It's all twenty five percent. Yeah, and it, it's, it's a thing own. where like you know, Sarah, you know, throughout wrote the majority <laughs> of the first EP, and then the two new songs that we've been playing, I tossed at her completely finished, and all we did was flourish them. Mm-hmm. I like all the work. Yeah. Or at least eighty five percent of the work. I was gonna say it, it it, it in this it. band, I enjoy a hundred percent of the work. I think. Not a lot of yeah. people like the work. It's hard finding people that like to put in the effort. Like they just. I think I'm just like stage, addicted you know? to it. Like oh, I no, can't. Yeah, I sure. can't yeah. not do it. I know. I don't know what you that get is. home and you're like, I'm bored. What do I do? Like, let's go write songs, or like yeah, in my case, like right. let's go program lights, or let's you know play with production stuff. Let's mix. Let's you know do whatever. Like that's what I want to be doing at all times. Well, one thing I would like to piggyback on everything you guys said, and I actually don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but when it comes to saturation and wondering how you're going to stick out from all the other bands, if you are honest with your craft and with your lyrics and doing what you want to do and not trying to... uh, I forget... Emulate? <laughs> Appeal, but there's a different, more. Please. No. Satisfy. Suit. suit. Yeah, suit. not suit. trying to suit people. <laughs> but anyway, if you're honest, people can relate to that. And I think that's what's going on with you guys and why people want to learn the lyrics, why they relate to it, is because it's not. Um, you know, a bunch of generic phrases that are strung together and sound catchy, like it actually means something. And I feel like there's a lot of music that doesn't mean shit. And uh, kind of a funny story. I was watching uh, Walk the Line last night, the Johnny Cash movie. And I totally, I don't know how I glazed over it so many times, but the first time he goes in the recording studio, he starts playing this gospel song. And uh, the guy's like, dude, we've heard this song a thousand times. And he's like, if you were at the end of your rope, this was your last day on earth, like, what would you want to say that's going to sum up your whole life? And then he, I think he plays (laughs) um, either Walk the Line or one of his other bigger hits. But I was like, holy fuck, how did I miss this every single time I've seen this movie? But that's basically what it's about, is the lack of honesty. So if you're honest and you make the music that you want to make, um, I think that you have a shot. Because all the bands I love, they might not be the biggest bands in the world, but they all have that element, and I think you guys feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, it would kill me if we were like, hey, let's write a song that has this phrase, or you know what I mean? Like, go do us for this particular style. You know, that would... Yeah, like on every <laughs> album nowadays, there's always one song that doesn't sound quite quite right, and then you hear it on XM Radio. And you're like, oh, that's why they wrote it because it got they got the play, they got the label to sign off mm-hmm. on it, and that's the one that's going to get the people to mm-hmm. listen to that song, which then gets them to listen to your album. Um, it's not, I guess it is selling out. You know, what? we'll just call it selling out. It's I, a very mild yeah. sellout. Yeah, it's a mild sellout. It's appeasing the lowest common denominator to get people into the actual music. I feel like that's what All Time Low did with Dirty Work. When they put out that album. No, okay, I'm going to disagree because the more I listen I to that album. I feel like dancing tonight. With that, oh, with that single, yeah, but I'm that album, like, dude, there, there's some shit that's like, there's like, Heroes is 
hard. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think if there's one album that All Time Low did that with, so it's <laughs> Last Young Renegade. For sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, like, dude, Sophie, like, can like, you all -time read the low comments that are on there? Oh, oh, okay, tight. Hello, people. Comment. Don't comment. Like and subscribe. Oh my god, get out of here. <laughs> Dude, I need Smash a co-host because like I can't see that far. Mm -hmm. So I just need someone to read the goddamn comments. Yeah. Because I'm sure people say some really good things. I was going to get on but... and see if people were. That's why I was tweeting that we were on. Um, <coughs> honesty, fuck, where were we? What were we talking about? Oh, all-time low, yeah, all dirty work. Low. Uh, but that was after they moved to a major label, which there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to hear my own voice <laughs> while I'm talking, okay? Your wife said hi. I love to hi. hear my own voice as Annika I'm saying things. Annika said hi. That's the one comment we have. That is cute. Well, hello, Annika. Um, but yeah, I think you guys are on the right track as far as honesty and making the music that you want to make. And with that... <coughs> What song are we going to play at the end of this here podcast? Uh, Boomerang. Okay. Yeah, I should have texted you a link Yeah, to I told him to, and he does. Motherfucker! Dang it. Did it not go through? I'll send it again. You know what? Boomerang. This is why you're not the lead singer of this band. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I told him to. Uh, do you even care about now. this band? Well, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to let them talk about Boomerang while I send you the link. Okay. The All right, Tom, talk about Boomerang. Talk about Boomerang. Are you the songwriter? <laughs> I'm the songwriter of, of Boomerang. Mm -hmm. I came into the band, and Boomerang was already a completely finished song on acoustic guitar. Um, and it was literally just... Uh, a couple bands ago, I wrote a song about how when you break up someone, then you're like contract contractually obligated to write a song about them, and it's really stupid. So we started writing a bunch of breakup required songs, and this was one of the breakup required songs. So I wrote called Boomerang, so you throw something away, it comes back and smacks you in the face, and you're like, well, crap, and that's the entire basis of the song. So, okay. You know, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's not overly complex it's just kind of like things distilled into a song and then put with the theme of oh crap you broke up with someone now you have to write a song about them and an entire series all righty then yeah yeah and i don't know i i don't know how they feel about it but that's my favorite suitable song to play and to For listen sure. to it's, it's so fun to play yeah it's, it's like just it's just it's song. it's got the catchy chorus and the very the verses catchy. that you mm -hmm. know tell a you know tell a complete story <laughs> and there's some Awesome riffs and live. I actually tune all the way down to drop A to play some of the halftime parts because I have a drop tune. So I just like will switch that on to put it in drop A and just gent like the last like halftime riff. Jesus, I'll have to uh, pay attention to that the next time we play. Yeah, tonight. it's but I love that song so much. And I, I love Boomerang because it's really easy to sing live and like it gives me like a break where I cannot be dying the whole song. It's because I wrote it. I'm really bad at singing. No, you're good. <laughs> I'm super bad at singing. Tom. All of my songs are really easy to say. That's okay. So, I feel you on that one. Yeah. I have this like one register that I can get to that I could just like hold that note forever. So I try and find that in every single song. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah absolutely. I just take it. And for me, it's like I just take note of what keys Sarah sounds good with and what she sort of struggles with in the songs that we write and cover. And I'm like, hmm, that one and that one and that like one and that one. And then, I, and then I build. And then I build a. And then I like I build a virtual range of Sarah's vocals in my head. And I'm like, okay, so as long as I write anything that is somewhere in the variance between like I don't know, I think it was like G through E. Then we'll be fine. Is there uh, anything else you guys would like to say about the band? 
any uh, finishing comments yes. that you'd like to leave with? Um, <coughs> this has by far been the most fun I've ever had in a band, which is really, really cool. And uh, it is very, very awesome that all of you guys um, are giving this band so much love. And that's very, very cool. And uh, it's well it deserved. We, we appreciate it. It's it's awesome. It's, it's especially cool to see it happen so fast. Yeah. So, so surreal. Uh, thanks mm-hmm. for that. That's badass. And thank you. Yeah. And yeah, I just wanted to kind of the same thing we were talking about earlier. I'm just so thankful that people come to the shows and give us so much support and comment on our tweets and just mm-hmm. little things like that. Like somebody did a cover of Boomerang. Um, it just means a lot to have a lot of support. And I think that that really would have shot my confidence early on if. People weren't coming to the shows, and you know we're gonna have to do band watch eventually. But I'm glad that it hasn't happened within our first four shows. You know, yeah, yeah. you are fucking lucky. <laughs> yeah, I'm amazed yeah. that we haven't had the band watch. It, it would it would crush me. It I'm literally glad that we've had there were some shows now. that we showed up and we're like, yep, band watch, and then like for uh-huh. sure that people, second show. Yeah, at Cervantes, yeah. we were like band watch, and then like I don't know, 50 people rolled in, and we're like, all right, this is awesome. Yeah, this is yeah, good. like they haven't let us down yet, and I'm thankful, and I hope that. I yeah, every but... show has been pretty <laughs> solidly attended. I did not yeah. expect that. Yeah, we've yeah. played some not even <laughs> band attended shows like the bands just kind of like leave while we're playing and uh it's usually at you know some of the little dive bars that we mm-hmm. played to kind of fill a bill but it uh you know as much as you say like oh this is just a you know a live practice it's still disheartening so uh, you can't do that that happened to one of us uh, one of our shows i won't say who it was but we we're opening, and there's a few other opening bands, and then the headliners just ro- rolled up like five minutes before their set, and they weren't even there for the openers. Yeah. I think that's crappy. I think if you're going to ask people especially, to open for you, especially as a small them. touring band too, mm-hmm. it was yeah. just not like a big for local. Sure. I mean, we're and talking like, a band yeah. that had driven, you know. We were just putting our stuff in the car, and I sold. I saw them roll up and just kind of like you weren't here for any of that. Like you asked us to be here, and like and we're they, here supporting you. Yeah, be here to support us too. I just think that's crappy. Like we'll never not. There's a band that I know you're a fan of that uh, did that when I was in If I Fail. We'll talk about that after the podcast. Oh, interesting. Just to drop their name. Um, but any other comments? I'd just say thank you for everything because I never thought we would get here so quickly into this band. Like we started it in February and now it's November and we have an EP that's out and we have multiple shows, a headliner. Like I think that's crazy. And I just. Thank you, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I moved to Denver in January from Fargo, where the bands I was in were generally kind of the top echelon of bands for Fargo, very small. Um, so I didn't really expect to be where we are right now for probably another year, year and a half, because the bands that we were playing with, or I was playing with before, it was probably a good year before we even had a show. And Damn. so to find a band in February and then half a year later already be playing headlining shows, we kind of like skipped all these steps that I was prepared to do. So this is really cool. It's super awesome. Oh, so, yeah. No, for, yeah. for sure. I, I can't tell you how thankful I am to be mm-hmm. for this. It's fucking awesome. Well, I will say that I'm not surprised <laughs> because of your guys' authenticity, the uh, good energy that you guys bring to the shows in the Denver music scene, so I'm not surprised. Thanks, um, man. Yeah. I will say, though, there's a couple intros of the podcast where 
I did dog you guys a little bit because it took so long for you to come on the podcast. It's okay. We deserve, um, we deserve it. We needed, to, sure. we needed to make sure that no, we had stuff to talk about. I didn't dog you guys, but there's definitely two intros that I can think of where I'm like, uh, you know, we have this show coming up uh, with our friends in Suitable Miss who should be coming on the podcast, who blah, 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 said yeah. they do the podcast. I don't know. It, it's a thing where, like, I would have loved to do it, but I think now that we've had the EP out and had time to digest everything, like, the mm-hmm. conversation was just a lot more productive. And, like, yes. I don't know. I feel like we wouldn't have had jack shit to talk about. Because a lot of it would be, like, we can't talk about it because it's not out yet, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I think this was the perfect time to do it. And we were finishing the EP, too, and, like, I got sick for a while, and so we had to put a hold on that for, like, a good two weeks. And no, I, I think was stressed out about getting the vocals done, and it was, like, everybody was I think everything... Me, so. Like in timing wise, for this in relation, to everything else worked out perfectly. Worked out, yeah. Now we, you know, we're able to have this amazing conversation with you. Well, and I think it's really cool to hear how people are perceiving it as well. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks thank for having us. Yeah, this is fun. So fun. And this is episode number thirty-eight of the Don't Start a Band podcast with Suitable mm-hmm. Miss, and here is our song, Boomerang. Thank you.